1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm absolutely delighted to have one of my goalkeeping inspirations in, a man that I've watched many, many times in his 700 appearances. Massive thank you, Dean Kylie,
2: for coming in. I played 759 games, kept 246 clean sheets, and yeah, I counted. I had three unbelievable years at Bury. Dan Turner just created an underdog Dirty, horrible squad of players, upsetting people, beating Arsenal at Highbury. Chelsea on Boxing Day beating them 4-2. Talk about golden eras. You don't see me doing this, doing that, swimming. for longevity, because it. when it finishes, it finishes. Yeah, You're done. January went to West Brom, and I was at West Brom for eight years. With my Apple Watch, I made a dive, and... My Apple watch said to me, It appears like you've had a fall. <laughs> For example, like Joe Jordan, the coach there, when we're winning and on this great escape and this great run, and I'm flying around making saves, making a contribution. Oh, brilliant. Dino, Dino, Dino. The next season, David James comes in, and I'm keeper. What a save from Mark Howard.
1: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast. I'm Mark Howard. What an episode I've got for you today. Uh, I'm absolutely delighted to have one of my goalkeeping inspirations in, uh, a man that I've watched many, many times in his 700 appearances, uh, especially at Charlton being a local boy. Massive thank you, Dean Kiley, for coming in. Pleasure, Matt. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, proper legend in the game. I probably don't like hearing that yourself, but to have amassed the amount of games you have and the longevity of your career, it was obviously inspiring to someone like myself as well.
2: Listen, for me, I played 759 games, kept 246 clean sheets and yeah, I counted because yeah. they're mine. Some people don't. I did. Yeah, I'm not, just, exactly the same with clean sheets. I just want to be consistent, reliable, dependable. Yeah. And now I'm coaching to see what you have to do to get in someone starting 11 in terms of all the conversations that go back and forth. We're playing in, we're doing this, we're doing that. For me now, when I look back, to play that amount of games... Under so many managers and different clubs means, yeah, I'm I'm pleased. You know, people say football's a game of opinions, but I'm, I don't go along with that. I'm happy with, you know, the way I uh, set out and did it. And it's good. Yeah, it's it's worked out well. Yeah, to, to amass that amount of
1: games, obviously, you've got to be professional and dedicated. You've got to have a little bit of luck and be lucky with injuries and stuff like that. But you've got to have that desire to love what you do. And like I said, you, you got to 40, 41 years old. You, you
2: must love goalies. Yeah, listen, all I wanted to do is uh, put a bit of training kit on and Monday to Friday just throw myself around, impress the manager, show your peers and your, your teammates what you're about, getting the team. Once you're in the team, what do you want to do? You want to stay in there? I wasn't one for you know, rotating and probably number two goalies who were in behind me would be like, you know, I didn't get any cup games or this, that and the other, but I was like to the manager, like, I don't need resting, I just want to, just want to play. Yeah. Right? And if you're playing to a level and they keep picking you, you just want to keep doing it did not yeah. you, you know, that's, that, that was the, the way I looked at it really
1: yeah because it was only I, I remember once in your career I think it was at Portsmouth that you, you found yourself out of the team and you was like right, well, well I'm going to go and get games somewhere else and you just
2: you had a mindset of like I'm, I'm a goalie to play so one reflection when I came out of the team at Charlton I had a sort of real bad finger injury and then it just ended a little bit sour under like Alan Kirbishley who was off and, and whatever and I just went well I'm not I don't my status is not going to change at this football club because of what I'd done over the previous six years. So I literally made a knee-jerk reaction. I went, I am going. Yeah. And then Portsmouth, Jersey Dudek, no, don't wanna to go to Portsmouth, Mark Swartzer, no. And I was like, I will. Yeah. And I went and they were in a they were in a right state as well, right down the bottom of the Premier League, trying to stay in and we I played I think I did seventeen games for Portsmouth back end of that season. And then football's football a lot of people tell you a lot of lies yeah. to your face yeah. and then something else david james rocks up and again looked at it i was like not doing this i'm not doing this, yeah. I'm not doing this. Yeah. and it's it, it's nothing about being precious about being a number 2 or whatever not at all it's like i just wanna play because yeah. when it's over it's over you can't restart you know i don't work in an office and go oh, i'm going to work in an office again i'm a footballer once you stop being a footballer you're done yeah yeah so that time has just got a, I just wanted it to be as productive as possible and crack on and play the game. So, you know, the journey and the twists and the turns, when you look back at it, I'm like, I'm happy with my decisions. Although at the time I was thinking, oh, you know, what have I done here? I'm driving down to Portsmouth at 10 past five in the morning yeah. to miss the traffic and get out and train down on the South Coast when before I had a, a lovely life in South East London doing my thing for Charlton.
1: Yeah. Again, it just goes down to that desire and that that want to play, like... I think every goalkeeper's got it and then through different stages of your career things happen or you end up in different scenarios and that's the hardest thing and you must see it even more now as a goalie coach trying to manage those situations as a as a coach but also as as a man and a friend to those people is that's the hardest bit i would say
2: yeah i think exactly right the the transition is difficult because not because you don't know anything about football you know everything about football but what you do as a player even in a team sport You look after yourself. You get yourself in the right position, in the right place, mentally, physically, whatever, to play or to support or to whatever that role be. You do it. The coaching for me was you look around you go, right, I've got two in the under-18s. He's this, he's that. He's playing. He might need this. Then the 21s is, oh, he needs to be up training with us. The three senior ones I've got, he's a bit fed up. He's flying. He's this, he's that. And you're looking after everything. You're looking after everything and everyone. And that's it's daunting at first, but then you get, the, you get the rhythm and off you go, you know? Yeah, obviously you gain that trust with each other
1: and you end up with the, building that relationship. Yeah, that's, get, the, that's
2: the biggest listen, thing. Listen, don't get me wrong, it's not all flowery and lovely and this, yeah. that, and the other. I'm sure over the years when people disappointed with decisions I've had to deliver or what a manager has or this, that, and the other. But as long as people know it's for the right reasons, I'm pretty straightforward. I'm a yep. pretty clear, simple fella in terms of... Good, bad, indifferent, there it is. That's what it looks like. That's what it feels like. Crack on. Yeah, but
1: again, someone that looked up to you as well, when you deliver a message like that or you tell them it's not personal, this is the reason, it's for the best of the team or this is the best, of what the ma- this is what the manager wants like it's never a personal relationship between a goalie coach and his goalies yeah. although that you're, you're the best of friends and you work as hard as anyone together but when you're telling people that
2: that's the hardest thing isn't yeah, it's it because tough. It, it's you tough. are friends because sometimes as well they probably don't deserve yeah. in some cases they don't deserve what's come their way or what's landed in their lap and it sounds cliche to say, "Hey, listen, keep your head down, keep working hard." You know, things change and situations, whatever. But and they probably look back at you and think, "Yeah, all right, I heard it all before." This other, But as long as they know it's from coming from the best place in terms of me as a person, you know, yeah. not trying to blag or bluff anyone. Just listen. This is what it is. I can't dress it up any other way. You're in. You're out. Whatever it, whatever it be. That's the, that's that's all you can do. I think.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to crack on with a couple of quick fire questions yes. just uh, to to break us into this. Right. Uh, so it's catch or parry
2: uh catch preferably yeah but i did a load of parry <laughs> <laughs>
1: tea or coffee
2: uh coffee right play short kick it long uh kick it long with a half volley for me yeah you used to be a half yeah, volley yeah. it's gone out of the game volley. now
1: i've had, all the last week right this is weird because all the last week i, I Van der Sar used to be what my idol but he used to do that bounce and half volley really, yeah 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 and like all week just for fun i've just been like trying to recreate it recreate right. it and obviously, you are one of the old half-folliers.
2: So listen, at 53, now coaching, I, not shout at the top of my voice, but sometimes the end of training, was a little bit of a lull. I'll say to the younger players, I don't know if you had a television in the <laughs> early noughties, but there was a lot of this going around, and then they just zing a half-follie. Oh, just like put that stinging sort of five-iron half folly into yeah. areas, so... I've still got it. It's a skill. Um, it's a proper skill. It must have been yeah. even harder on the pitches. You can't do it on a on a wet pitch. You dribble and drive on a wet pitch, yep. but um when you can, there's no better feeling behind that. And then I listen, I speak to people, Charlton fans, this and they go, oh, I used to kick the ball out of play, this that, and the other." And you take it, but you know what you're trying to do? You're trying to pick sevens and elevens out. You're trying to hit areas, yep. and if you miss a seven or eleven by a foot, it goes out for a throw in, and you're going, oh, you got seventy yards to kick it on. I don't want to stand in the middle of my eighteen yard and kick it into the centre circle for two big centre to head it back. Yeah. The fact they don't know that is fine by me. Yeah. I know what I'm trying to do what the manager wants me to do, but yeah, not stood behind a half volley. Best feeling. In oh, the world. It's,
1: it's beautiful to look at when you're behind a yeah. half volley. See, actually, like the, the fundamentals of a half volley is a hard technique, but. Again, when you go to coaching, I've heard so many good things about your service, and that obviously would come back to how good your technique would be with a ball.
2: Yeah, so I, listen, I want to serve everything in in uh, training. I want to keep like work through quads of uh, keepers. I don't like sessions where the other two goal is a striking balls from twenty odd yards and and really putting force through them. I want to do all that serving. And yeah, listen, I can now sat here now. I can still do it. Yeah. The minute I can't do it. I'll stop and I'll go and do something else because I want to take part in the sessions that I'm delivering really yeah. So, and, and drive them. So, uh, yeah, service is good at this moment. Yeah. Uh, the odd one, you know, I'm, I am I am only human. Yeah, of course. The odd one goes, uh, goes astray.
1: Right. Uh, your favourite ever
2: goalkeeper? Uh, so, uh, Jimmy Rimmer used to play for mm-hmm, yeah. Aston Villa yes. when I was a kid. Um, Tony Godden at West Brom. So, I was a schoolboy at West Brom. Yeah. I'd go and watch him play. Um... I used to go to Bodymore Heath in school holidays and just basically st- stand at the gate with others. They were collecting autographs. So I was just wanting to see um, session, yeah. see sessions and fly, uh, flying around. Um, they say never meet your hero. I met him at Swansea when I was at York City and he was so miserable and he'd give me literally three seconds of, oh, "All right, mate. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I don't think I dressed it up yeah. properly from yeah. my point of view. I was a little bit in awe. And he was a little bit like, oh, who's this geezer, I think. So that was a bit... um, It's not like a goalie, that. Normally he went the biggest and the loudest. Yeah, but do you remember the European Cup when he he had a big pile of gloves and he he come off injured? Nigel Spink went on and this, that and the other. They were, for me, you know, their Technicolor memories as as a, I don't know, what was I... 11 12 yeah. whatever it be um watching stuff like that so yeah them sort of, that sort of era all
1: Right, uh, head tennis or two touch uh,
2: head tennis all day love long that. and absolutely i off got to off throw spike, head tennis. yeah i, I you love spike spike. ball. i'm going to get onto spikeball absolutely love it yeah. i absolutely love it
1: yeah i'm going to get onto spikeball later on and when we talk about it right uh new pair of gloves or new pair of boots uh
2: gloves yeah. all day long yeah. I, I obsess over gloves um in terms of you know, washing him through the night before. Sam Johnson is exactly the same. I've seen him keep a clean sheet at the weekend against Burnley, take his gloves in the shower, wash them through, wring them out, get the kit man, can have a towel, fold, fold it, in, it a up towel, in the towel, fold it over. They go back and they're primed and ready. So yeah. that for me, that process is That's, amazing.
1: On this podcast is one of the
2: biggest things that I advocate is looking after your tools. Oh.
1: It's the the most important thing for any goal. The bling.
2: worst thing in a football club is when I see a pair of crust they go crusty and hard on a and they're on top of the dryer you know in the <sighs> kit room or whatever they're on top of a washing machine or a dryer and I think whosoever those are that is sacrilege that not not in my sacrilege. session
1: uh, right starter or dessert uh, starter nice uh,
2: and then I've got World Cup or Champions League um, well I went to a World Cup but I was just sat watching <laughs> say Given play That's incredible, but it was right? um,
1: yeah I, I'm going to say World Cup yeah has to be right, and then finally, right, it's the last minute of a game. You can score a goal or save the penalty to win the game. Save a penalty, yeah. Could not be bothered
2: about scoring Could a you goal. Not? No, not at all. Just I went up, I've been up once in my whole career for a corner, got nowhere near it, and on the 100 yard sprint back to my goal, thinking, what am I thinking? Yeah. What am I thinking? No, I just want to hang around my goal and do my bit. So I've, I've, I've always had that, that
1: Allison dream, you know, where he goes up and he flick glances ahead header and it just goes in. I just think that that dream would be... Yeah. yeah, no, I get that. I wouldn't know what to do with it. I
2: don't think
1: I'd know what to do. Yeah. Right. Uh, normally we jump straight in uh, your, your earliest memories and why you're a goalkeeper. So can you take us right back to, to, to the very first moment you remember?
2: Yeah, I can. Easy, yeah. Yeah. Um, um. My sort of dad's an Irish immigrant. Um, I was born in Manchester, moved to the Midlands, which is where my mum's from, so grew up in sort of Warwick, Leamington, that sort of way. Uh, The Irish club round there, hub of that Irish community, my dad and a couple of friends. My dad never played football, um, started running a team because all their children, of which I was one sort of playing, kicking around, um, started as an outfield player, played in the school, played whatever, and I'll hold my hands up, I used to get a stitch. I used to hate running. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I, I'm left-footed. Used to play left, left midfield, left back, up and down, up and down. So, like, nah, not interested. And then my old man was like, "Listen, stick yourself in goal, see how you go," and absolutely buzzed off it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. Nothing better than you get to your back door and your mom says, "Take all your gear off. You're not coming to the house with all that." And you're caked in mud. Yeah. You throw it in the washing machine. Crack on. And ah, oh, listen.
1: Are oh, you not allowed to do it now? But I remember my mum and dad driving me within the in the boot. I would be because oh. I was that muddy. <laughs> Obviously, uh, don't do that anymore. But yeah, I remember those days. They were the best days, just diving in puddles and that. that you, is go and find, you go and find yeah, mud. you go and would, find wood, wouldn't you, you? Go and
2: find mud. That's yeah. the, that's the whole thing. And and I think the that repelling and denying people of scoring a goal yep. is is
1: incredible. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I always say, yes. the feeling of getting hurt as well and goalies don't show when
2: they're hurt. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Listen, I played obviously with the false tooth, yep. used to come out. I got it kicked out, like in a cow field, playing under 11 football, kicked out in the six-yard box, went back, found it, stuck, tried to stick it in. No, I've had a play ever since and no, obviously not now, but um, yeah, those moments are amazing. Yeah. They are, there's so many painful memories. I got, I've got a picture of me at Highbury with two nil down. I'm on my knees like that, looking to the heavens. It's tipping down with rain, and the pain and anguish on my face. Yeah. But it's my favourite picture because all the ones you're celebrating with cups and whatever and team the nice one, yeah, they're nice. Yeah. But that, but like you would know that. Yeah, everyone, everyone who plays in goal knows that moment. Yeah, that feeling but, that you have. Yeah. By my
1: like, uh, see, the, your goalkeeping, like going back to that from like the early age. Do you reckon your old man would have put put you into that because of Gaelic a little bit?
2: Yeah, a little bit. So my old man, no athletic ability in terms of played in team didn't, would probably just watch stuff like that. And then propelled himself into it to promote me and other kids and, and whatever of uh Irish sort of descent to to sort of play. Yeah. And yeah, I mean it was a social for them, you know, yeah. you remember Sunday football. Yeah, yeah. It's a social for the parents, you know, one brings the, the soup and this after the other. The other. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the, 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 that's a sort of connection there. And that was it. It just it was fantastic.
1: So you wouldn't have had much goalkeeper training at all at that sort of age group as well. So,
2: No, I mean, obviously there's a time where you probably pitch up over near the corner flag where the rest of them are doing something yep. else. And yeah, you do, you know, maybe I don't know, a couple of parents or my dad in a very amateur way. Yep. So my dad used to run the team, used to run the line, it's used safe. to tell me what to be doing, where to be. Come and get that, uh, stay, don't do that. You know, obviously all the classic stuff. Yep. The information you get, some's brilliant, some's dreadful. Yep. And I think as you progress through, so you play for your team, you play for your district, your school team, your county, you progress through. I suppose what you do as a, even as a young kid, the stuff that works, you stick it to you. Yeah. The stuff that don't, you discard it. Yeah. I suppose the ones that get sort of lost a little bit, they're probably just bamboozled with all this information or they can't, they can't do it. They can't replicate it. Yeah. But for me... I, sort of sort of worked okay and I progressed through really. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's sort of at that age all it is is the fundamentals anyway and it's learning how to dive correctly. Definitely. It's yeah. learning how to put your body in yeah. the right shape to make a save. And the thing
2: is as well I mean at my time was you know Peter Shilton, Ray Clements, Pat Jennings you know them sort of top top ones there wasn't much football on but if you did see football I remember going outside or going down the field and trying to be like Peter Shilton because Peter Shilton was tight, agile, sort of quick reflexes. And then other times, Ray Clements, long, rangy, languid style, Pat Jennings, similar. Yep. And you just try and mimic it. Yep. You just try and mimic it. I used to have a ball, stand at the stairs, throw it up the stairs, you go bump, 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 and down towards the bottom. If it catches, it's a reaction. Yep. Mum and dad, oh, put that ball away. <laughs> and I'm just literally stood for Rapid. an hour just doing stuff like that. Recreating Sister's got a tennis ball and you've got to score... At the bottom of the set, the bottom. If you hit the cushions, it's over. But there, and I'm just flying around and this, that, and the other, and you just find your way, didn't you? Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, I think that's why goalies get that reputation. Where we're a bit mad, a bit crazy. It's because we love just doing daft stuff, like throwing yourself around yeah. in the living room. Like we're we're never afraid to just throw a dive in, especially. As but a you young know what?
2: You know what's good is that is that when you do something amazing, you just think oh, I felt unbelievable. Yeah. Why did it? How did I do it? Oh, I did this. I did that, and then. It sticks for the next time, then yeah. it just becomes a habit. Yeah. And then before you know it, you're 12, 13, flying around and doing your thing, and that's you, you know, you yeah. sort of. Uh,
1: when did you then get scouted into to West Brom's academy? Because obviously, like you said, you grew up near Manchester. Like, that Yeah, I was of there till
2: I was seven, then coming down to the Midlands, which is where my mum was from, and then from there playing Sunday football, playing five-a-side competitions, yeah. you know, scouts around, came, went over to West Brom. Uh, Johnny Giles and Nobby Styles were joint managers at West Brom at the time. Obviously, Johnny Giles, the Irish connection yep. for my dad was it was massive, big, it was yeah. massive. Used to he used to drive me out, so come home from work, drive me over the other side of Birmingham up to West Brom, train on a Thursday or Tuesday, whatever it was, in a sports hall uh, with a mat down <laughs> and two traffic cones, and it'd just be literally shooting sessions that's and whatever. Crazy, isn't and I'm yeah. stood up the end, flying around, yeah. and that's it. I mean, it sounds insane when you say it now but it was incredible. Yeah, I remember as like a 13 year old, all 13 in this sports hall doing these little drills and this and that there. and there's a young, like a non-league player comes but he works and it's like Steve Bull, Steve Bull's 17, <laughs> 18 and like hits the ball like a cannonball. And I'm stood down the other end as a 13 year old thinking, God. and I went to school holidays, West Brom, first team players and again, incredible. Oh, we want to do some shooting. We want to do some shooting. We ain't got a goalie. Stuart Naylor's gone in. This, that, and the other. Who's he? He's got gloves on. Oh, mate, I'm done my session. I'm finished. Yeah. real you getting goal I'm like playing against like Tony Morley and people like that and taking shots. Some <laughs> grounding that wasn't it. Yeah. Thirteen, fourteen. It's brilliant. Yeah brilliant
1: yeah see that kind of exposure at such a young age just makes you want more of it and I suppose then from 13 years old you had that passion
2: that desire to go and it, I need I need more the need thing more. is you've got a link it becomes a drug you then have a link so again the next school is the, the lads see you the first thing they say hello Dino how yeah. you doing this how are you yeah, getting yeah. on it's, it's, it's amazing yeah it was amazing it was an amazing place to be in and around that time um felt a real connection to it you know my my dad and you know we talk about academies now it's a million miles from it
1: yeah um but else that, that obviously there's at your era of coming through it's totally different to how it is now and that wouldn't be able to happen now at 13 years old you so wouldn't the, ha- be able to have that connection with a first no
2: and, and and the first um the first real i suppose is not ac- the academy was the the national school the fa yeah. national school and i was the. Uh, I was the second intake, second year. So this is Lily Shore, yeah. Yeah, so so I went there 14 to 16 um, for two years, residential. You live there, mate, like, it was tough. Yeah. But uh, brilliant. Yeah. Like, you're 14 years old. You live away from home, though. Yeah. yeah at 14. Tough. You're doing all your laundry, all your this. You go to a local school. Everyone hates you at that school. <laughs> like, <laughs> like oh, look at this geezer, you know, like, yeah. 16 lads rock up. They're like, meant to be the best footballers in the country. Just come to your school, like, hold on a minute. And then you're going back, you're training, you're playing games, you're doing your own laundry, you're doing like, you can't, you know, you're not sitting in your bedroom, just doing whatever yeah. as a kid or there's going no out BMX, then, yeah. Nothing, yeah. so it's football, 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 education, football, it, it's intense. I loved it. Yeah. People left after a short, you know, homesick, this, that, and the other. And again, there's no right or wrong with this, that, and the other. I proper loved it yeah. and by the way it weren't all like rosy and flowers and oh what a great it's tough it's yeah. stark harsh you know yeah. I remember one game mum and dad driving down the drive, driveway Lily Shore yeah, the no, long yeah. driveway yeah. punishment for us would be running to the gate and back and this that and the other and like a coach waving at my mum and dad this that and the other and going oi get your kit on you you're down to the gate and back I don't know if we got beat or yeah. this that and the other and my point is you can dress it up however you want for me, I'd be like, all right, and then you feel it, yeah. and it's harsh or it's good or it's bad, whatever it be. I, I like feeling them. Feelings. Yeah, yeah. Do you
1: reckon that grounding? Like, it's it's hard, but it's also grounding to to put you through a twenty year career.
2: Yeah. So the West. So I mean, I was a pro for twenty four years, yeah. and and for me, it's not always going to feel great, is it? No. So sometimes it's going to feel yeah. really bad, and dreadful, and appalling, and all those sort of things, and you find a strategy and the strategy is God, I don't like this feeling I don't like how it went I don't like the outcome I don't like what I did yep. so I have got to do something different yep. so you find something different you try and do something different
1: but to learn that at 14 15 and like how ruthless it is in this industry but like at that age because you you would have been with a lot of high profile footballers that went on to have great careers but you'd have also been some really talented players that just didn't make yeah, 100%. it hundred percent. just would have broken them
2: because you know at 16 you know the the best player in the country doesn't mean at 18, 20, whatever it's gonna be it be, he's going to be anywhere near it. Yep. And the turnover was, I think, a lot of, a lot of people through that time fell yep. by the wayside. Yep. It didn't probably pan out how it was meant to. But for me, what it did is it amplified. It, it put me on a bit of a, a a boost because then when you go and do your apprenticeship, and by this time the West Brom situation had moved, I'd gone to Coventry. Yep. I signed pro at 17, so I only did three months of apprenticeship. Still did the jobs yeah. and whatever, but I signed pro at 17 because I'd had this two-year sort of- Accelerated. Yeah, it had been accelerated. And um, yeah, but then for me, I just, I coasted a little bit at Coventry. I was was skinny, this and the other and tall and a bit gangly and whatever, flying around, mate saves, this and the other. And it it was all quite comfortable. Like I, I lived at home, you know, out in Warwick, out in Leamington, out yeah, in Coventry, yeah, out yeah. and about. This that, and other. I suppose
1: because you'd missed a few years of your childhood, you then, if you move
2: back home, you then I get think comfy that, again. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair point. Um, but it was all right for a couple of years, or whatever. But then you really, you actually realise you think, you know what? So, like, this opportunity is going to yeah. maybe pass you by, you know. And then uh, obviously you had a couple of loan moves
1: from Coventry. Uh, obviously the York one and then signed permanent but like that must have had a huge bearing moving away from home again and then yeah.
2: so the moving away was n- no issue at all because obviously I'd done it and, and it was sound yeah. um, what it was really was is that no sub goalkeeper so Coventry I was like youth team goalie reserve team goalie now and again in and out this that new that Steve Grisovic goalie <laughs> at Coventry John Sillett said to me one time listen oi keep your head down keep working out because Oggie can't go on forever. Yeah. 13 years later, yeah. he's still playing in the Premier League. That's crazy, isn't it? He's Big Augie, Brilliant. But, again, what do you take from that? Look at him. He's like, I'm finished training. He's like, Dina, over here, right, we're doing this, we're doing that. Bang, bang, bang. Like Him working on this. I remember him having all the youth team in the 18-yard box, putting corners in and just coming in, taking corners yeah. and just just working. Yep. Just working. Yeah. The York move for me came around. I could have went to York, Chester, and Tranmere, Keith Houchin was uh, at Coventry. Yeah. He started at York. He said to me, "Listen, beautiful place to be. Yeah. As in a city, football clubs, good, good people. This, that, and the other." And I went there. I went on loan and uh, signed permanent. Yeah, you played a
1: lot of games. You played over two hundred and yeah. Games, I, and uh, it was
2: it was class because I rocked up there first day as a young kid or first my, my loan move, and I looked around. It's an old dressing room, old pros. They know the way around lower leagues and they're yeah. doing their thing and you know, all this, that, and the other. But they finished, I think they finished in Division 4. I think they finished right near near the bottom or, yep. or that way. And um, uh, John Bird, Alan Little, they had a collection of younger players who they bought through, bought a few players. I played in the team, crack on, get promoted, lost in the playoffs to get into the championship. You think York City, when you think of them now, yeah. you think, oh, that was a golden era. It's yeah. like, unbelievable. And for me, grounding in the fact that I've been promoted out of every division. Yep. So that progression from a young age yeah. of, because you, starting your career yeah. you know you know as well as i do you know you're in the championship this that, and you're you know, getting to the premier league and people are go uncharted waters never done it Yep. you know and i'm thinking yeah take your point yeah but let me tell you what i'm gonna revert back to and it's them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games of just playing 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 different ways different strategies all these challenges coming your way that you've overcome yeah so I, i'm I, I was so pleased with my route and how it came because I think if it comes young and you're not equipped to deal with it you might play 10 games and then never be seen and off you go and you, you filter back down
1: So you, obviously like you're saying like you have end up fast tracking through a lot of promotions and stuff but you, you'd have had to have adapted your game incredibly for the different leagues the different styles the different managers and oppositions Yeah
2: absolutely yeah I mean obviously um, all those different managers want different things from you but ultimately you don't to keep the ball out of the net yeah. and make a contribution and so when you look at promotions and like I said earlier, all the clean sheets I've kept, it's like you're making a positive contribution to what somebody's trying to do. That keeps you in the team. That pushes you on. That promotes your sort of stock value. Yeah. And I suppose people, early on I suppose people look, I'm six foot one. i probably a little bit skinny when I was a kid. If you're in opposition, you go and sling the ball. Let's have a look at him. This, that, and you the other. there. I sit here today, nose is over here, <laughs> both eyes sockets. Yeah, fractured of- my skull. Modeling careers over early, early on, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. No, you were never shy as well for coming for crosses. No, it. listen, I think people can put. I could dress my career up as a fairy tale to you now and embellish it in this, that, and the other. I know what I was. Yep. And you can't play for twenty-four years and play seven hundred and fifty-nine games if you're not good at if you're not good at your job. Yep. So if you thought I was good, bad, or indifferent, brilliant, no problem. I hope it's good. Yeah. But if it weren't, no problem. I'm not too fussed. I'll be brutally honest, I couldn't care less what, yeah, people, yeah. what people think. Yeah. Because I know, true to myself, yeah. I know the work I had to do, I know I had to put in to get out and I'm really, really sat here to, like, yeah. come, talking to you now, yeah. comfortable with what I'd done and yeah. how I did it and how I conducted myself.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. And then you know, obviously from there, then from York, you've played a lot of games, a lot of promotions and then you've gone to, to Bury. Yeah. Uh, in Troubled times almost for the club, but like it, yeah. Let's go for a transition again. So they, they
2: yeah, I mean they got they they'd been promoted out of League Two. I was already in League One with York. Listen, what was it? I don't know, it was on six hundred quid. Um I wanted seven hundred and fifty. The chems was like, it's about supply and demand. Like, you're not in demand. Yeah. It was like, all right, let's have a look. Yeah. Clubs bigger clubs come in and oh, you can be our second, third squad goalkeeper, work your way in, you know, this, that, and you, that. I just wanted to go where people wanted me to play. Yeah. So I went down to Plymouth, had a week's training there. They were going to sign, but it was in the tribunals when the conditional, unconditional it was all yeah. convoluted way and whatever. Stan Turner rings me up. Gary Kelly's their goalkeeper. He's he's good goalie, Gary Kelly, done well. He's now, you know, he, he's swinging the lead a little bit and he's, yeah. he's, he's got us over a barrel he thinks he has. We've had enough of the negotiations. Do you want to come and play with us? We think we've got a real good chance, this, that and the other. I went over on a Wednesday, signed on the... Uh, Thursday morning, trained Thursday, Friday, played in the first game of the season, Saturday, yeah, and cracked on, had three unbelievable years at Bury. It's fantastic. Yeah. Stan Turner just created uh, like an underdog, dirty, horrible squad of players, gifted players yeah, yeah. as well at the level, yeah. and we went on, we, got, we went through that division, we went up, um, I saved a penalty at Watford, yeah. which was incredible yeah. in terms of the time. My son was born, we beat Man City 1-0 at Main Road, my son was born at half seven. I
1: was reading up about it. I remain, remember you mainly from Cheltenham, but when I was reading up about your career and that, and like it's the 88th minute to make it, keep it nil nil to get you promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously the question the I season. asked you earlier on in the quick fire thing relates to you massively because you've
2: done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, Wendy Toms was the lineswoman, like a lineswoman at the time, and she give, I see her put, you know, the cross penalty. Oh, jeez, like, no, we sort of done all this work and whatever. And then, not stub my ground listen all the analysis we do on penalties now there's no better feeling than that little gut feeling or that instinct or if there's any tell or a little whatever go the right way make the save it's a big it's It's a a big big deal it's a big moment because what it does is takes you into the into the next division yep and the next division is what's your, your audition for playing in the Championship for Berry is playing 46 games in League One to get them promoted. So you're hoping that in round the table, the boardroom table, they're going, don't need a goalie, Dino's done great, crack on. 100%, yeah. We'll need to spend the money here, there. And whatever, me, there's the shirt, crack on. I've never played Championship, so here we go. Have a look, have a feel. You go early thinking, this is all right, a bit quicker, a bit sharper. You know shots of this this that, you know, the, these are the challenges am i up to it well i need to work harder at this 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 and it's really pragmatic yeah you crack on next level you achieve it. it feels good same i'm sure you're the same yep yeah obviously that like, needs to be uh, switched on as 100%, in yeah. what does it feel like if it feels good and you're comfortable you can do it then you turn the screw even more and you go Whoa, hold on this ain't this ain't the end this ain't the finish this is not the peak
1: I can go on. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, like those moments of luck in your career. But like saving that penalty, if it, if you don't save that penalty and you don't get promoted that year, you don't know the possibilities that happen later yeah. down the line. And so like having that such a, a key moment and uh, being at such a it's
2: good to be in control of them. Moments, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So like you say, if if he scores the penalty, well, I've got a part to play in that. Yeah. You know, I can make I can make that say. Yeah. You know, if I'm now harping back going, God, if only this had gone yep. this way or this had gone that way, and I'm bleating on a little bit and telling you what might have been. That is a different route, absolutely. Yeah. But again, we're in we're in control, aren't we? Yeah, to exactly. A point.
1: Yeah, throughout your career, you had a, a real knack of saving penalties at important games and big moments, didn't you? You'd say about the analysis that we do now as goalkeepers and as coaches. How, how stark contrast was that from
2: back then? I mean, there is there is no comparison yeah. because um, what would I. You would have had no video analysis. No video then. analysis. Um you would probably see some goals or you'd know who would take a penalty. You'd get a feeling or this, that, and the other, and you just back your you just back that sort of feeling Your
1: instinct. So you're going off pure instinct at the time when they're putting the ball down, where they're looking, their body shape. A little and
2: bit, yeah. And then it all, all happens. Penalties given, what happens? All your teammates are going, come on, you, hey, yeah, come on, this, that, and the other somebody in your team who might know the fella, you know, that one behind him going that way or that yeah, way or whatever, yeah. and you think, is he a solid gee? You know, is yeah, he a solid yeah. fella? Is he telling me the right is <laughs> he giving me a good steer or do I back myself? Yeah. Or? so there's all them twists and turns. But like like now, obviously um, had some good moments. Obviously Callum Wilson score for Newcastle the other day. When we played Newcastle, they didn't have a penalty. Yeah. But the process that we go through and sometimes the taker himself might not know his yeah. little tell, or yeah. he might not know his rhythm or yeah. whatever. But it's down to you to... There might not be one. Yeah, there might not be. Uh... We can have a look for one. Yeah. And it was interesting that his penalty they had after we played him, I said to Sam, I said, what did we say? Where did we say he was going to go? And he said, oh, he said he was going to do this, this and this. And he did in a, a game after. Yeah. So you're quite it's content it that it's done. not come up in your game, but your process is solid. Yeah. And then the way with Ireland, uh, we played Portugal away... Gavin Bazun, who saved Ronaldo's penalty. And that was, we we trawled through it, as all of us, all three, the three goalies and myself and the analysis guys. And you go in, when he walks into it, he opens and he goes that way. When he, that little half moon and revs his feet up, he looks like he's going to slap it back the other way. Now, it's not 100% going to be that way. No, no. But what needs to happen is, in that room, we go, are we all comfortable with that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not sure yet. But listen, what about this? What about that? Nice process. Good open discussion. Right. When we walk out, if this happens, are we all committed to doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Penalty comes his way. Right. And I'm just sat there. I'm no control because what? I've got a coach's tracksuit on (laughs) and I'm 100 yards away. You see him rev his feet. You see him slap it back the other way. You see Gav go that way, mate. The save. I mean, it pays off. That's a, it? Nice, that's a nice feeling. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah.
1: And you feel for yeah. for, for, for you know, the way that you've involved the whole of the the other goalkeepers and that, and you've all come to that decision. You then all feel part of that union that we all harp on about. So it
2: goes back to, and you're listening. It. How many times do you see the sub goalkeeper giving a little like that? Yeah. And, you remember, remember that and this, that, and the yeah. other. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And then the first one to celebrate with. Yeah. Yeah. Is the other goalie. Yeah. Now. That for me is that. Touch shows you the environment's right. You've created. They've all bought into it, yep. and they're all invested. Yeah. And don't listen. Let's not make it crude about our oh, win bonuses, this and the other status. You all want to be. want to be successful. That's all no, it is. We just want to be successful.
1: Every, every footballer and every person should. That's all it boils down to. Is you yeah, want correct. your team to do well, and like, obviously, like myself right now, not currently in the team. All I care about is the performance and the team doing well. Whether I'm playing or not playing, obviously I get frustrated sometimes that I'm not and I still want to play as many games as possible but at the end of the day, I want us to win. Yeah, I want want to be
2: part of something that's successful. That's all it is. And also, in our own environment, your parents, your family, your friends, your this, that, new, that, when you're winning, you're bright, you're light, you've got a good way about you because things are good and they're good because you're making a contribution. Yeah, That's just... Just how it should be, isn't
1: it? Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, let's go back to uh, your career and that. Right. I want to go to Charlton now because this is obviously where I say I remember you most from. But yeah, yeah. I just uh, that era of watching the, the Premiership at the time and like I, I loved footy. That was when I think I was first like right. The, what, what, age, what age were you? Been uh, well, I'm 37 now, right? Okay, so like I remember. Oh, it's a long time ago but I just remember that whole era of football I'm a big Tottenham fan but I grew up in South London like I said so yeah. I'd have been watching Palace play. I'd, I went to a lot of Cholton, get whatever my dad could get us tickets for when yeah, we were yeah, going yeah. to You just want to go and, and see. And then you'd yeah, yeah. go home that night and watch match of the day. It was like that was like the era that I grew up thinking football is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And obviously you go into Cholton at that time and you had such a successful period.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Berry were in the championship. Berry got relegated. I think I kept 19 or 17 clean sheets in a relegation season. Yeah. Like it, was, it was mental that season. But what it did do it was a platform for me to show people. Mervyn Day at Charlton obviously had looked and gone. Sasha Illich was in the team. Yeah. They got relegated back into the championship. And he said, if you do what you've been doing there with a better club, better players, and whatever, going to deliver you into. And we went in and we ripped up the championship, yeah. my first season in there, played majority of the games, um, got into the Premier League. And obviously that's what I'd been striving for over a long period of time. And that route and, and yeah. how it gets you there was unbelievable. I came came home, big celebration, um, holidays, this, that, and the ready to go again. I, I said to my missus, shave my hair off, I want a number <laughs> one. Um, and she was like, what? I was like... I don't want to worry about how I look, all this and the other. It's just about football. This opportunity now is I just want this to last as long as possible Yeah. and I, I just want to give it as much as it mean sounds business, so yeah. mental. Yeah. But like, I want to be my tooth out, number one. I just want to be to be horrible. Yeah. I was going to say ugly. I mean, that's easy, that's not, that's easy for me to yeah, do. It's but amazing that you is, had that mentality, okay, though, just,
1: that that's, you just wanted to strip it right back and just concentrate on everything. You give everything
2: you had to, to making sure you're, you're the best at that stage. 100%. And that, that that was it, is the fact that there's no point striving for that, to, to achieve that. And then when it comes, you just go, ah. Take your foot off. And realise. Yeah. Good. Everything's good. Done it. Now, because yeah. when I look back and I think, he played in the Premier League. He played six games. or I remember that geezer. Oh yeah, he played four games in the road event. You know. So what I'm saying is, they achieved. Yep. But they went boom and then just went out like a light and yeah, just yeah. and don't. And I don't. I don't mean it to anyone's detriment. So what I'm saying is, I don't. When I got there, I didn't want to. Didn't yeah. want to let the opportunity. It
1: just the no excuses environment yeah. that you're creating for yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing that you had that mentality.
2: Yeah, and from that I got like a. a a bit sport, of a sports psychologist involved in this, that, and the other. Just myself individually, just found a way. Yeah. Now, even coming here this morning, I apply some of them techniques in terms of what's it going to look like, what's it going to feel like, what if this happens, what do I do, how do I react, this, that, and the other. What if you ask me that question? All that, just rehearsing. Yeah, I just want to rehearse everything I want to do.
1: That's just self-development the whole time then. You, you were trying to you had a, a goal to achieve but you were developing your skills and everything about yeah. you to get to that moment yeah. and you you didn't
2: want to take your foot off to, so to like underachieve. So you said about like them sliding door things, imagine getting into the Premier League, playing 10 games in that season, Charlton getting relegated and that be it. You know, those twists, you'd feel you'd feel gutted that you hadn't given it yep. or, or if there was more that you could have done yep. after the event. So, listen, for me, never in a relegation battle with Charlton, I think... The times I was playing in the Premier League, seventh, ninth, fourteenth, twelfth, eleventh. Incredible for Ch- 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 Charlton. Yeah. For Charlton, the amazing thing is, and I see Curbs now and again. I didn't give him the credit at the time. Me and Chris Powell used to room together, and we're going like, Curbs oh, is so lucky. He's got us. Like we're, <laughs> we're we just get it done. We're low maintenance. We get it. But he recruited him. Yeah. He recruited the team. Yeah. Him, Mervyn, Dave, Keith, Peacock, They put the team together, and obviously we went out and delivered. And this and that. But happy being underdogs. Yeah, yeah. That's what I remember
1: about Cholton is
2: that they were no one's favourite team at the time. Oh, 100%. And and listen, 27,000 people in there. What was it? 18,000 season tickets, 3,000 away, 21. The other five or six, they want to see the Premier League. Yeah, that's You know, they live in Elton, wherever, and they want to see Wayne Rooney and this, that, and the other, and Henri and this, that, and the other. But with their, coming with their local team. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Full house every week seeing Premier League, seeing that product, but also seeing a team. And we were, like I say, so comfortable being underdogs. Yep. You know, upsetting people, beating Arsenal at Highbury, beat Arsenal, um, Chelsea on Boxing Day beating them 4-2. You, the list, it just goes on and on and on. And all of a sudden it becomes, well, it wasn't just a little flash in the pan. This was over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, you know, you talk about golden eras, and that sort of coincided with my probably best period sort yeah. of in my late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, do you reckon that that's
1: the time that the, the dressing rooms were changing? You you Obviously, Charlton at that time had a real siege mentality that you looked like you were all in it together. But obviously, like you're saying, like Kerbisley had put all these players together and it, it recruited personalities if m- not yeah. most... Uh, and it wasn't just about the talent, but football as a whole was kind of changing, weren't it? The professionalism aspect was changing around yeah. that era. I mean,
2: I was probably right on the cusp but it is that then the video analysis come in yeah. and there was meet, you know, meetings in terms of opposition and reviews and all them sort of things. And listen, they'd always previously be done, but they just verbally or yeah. stood in a, a huddle on a Monday morning and you know on a training ground. But yeah, it started to evolve. And again, you embrace what you want to embrace from it. Yeah. So the sports psychologist for, for me was big deal didn't have many rubs or whatever it be, but what I would be, when I'm at home, I'm watching the television, sat on the floor, constantly stretching. Yep. And I love, you know, and, and we spoke this morning. People go, Oh, you know, you're lucky with injuries and I'm like, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then inside going, Well, I contribute to the look. Yep. Because you don't see me doing this, doing that, swimming, whatever whatever it be. Yep. You know, all those little edges that you want to give yourself. Again, for longevity. Yeah, yeah. For longevity. Because it. when it finishes, it finishes. Yeah. You're done yeah
1: there's yeah. no coming back no and, and naturally goalkeepers we're big competitors anyway so if we feel like we're going to gain something or get an edge or be better from it we'll just try it and no matter how absurd it will seem to others and like I said to you before like I gave up meat like seven years ago yeah but I, again it's because I got told from a specialist and it was like this could be better for your career I was like well I'll do it so, so why wouldn't seven, you exactly Correct. So, yeah. and it just became an addiction almost of like right well that'll get me through I'll get fitter from that i I'll, I'll prolong my career, and I was yeah. like, "Well, it became like a, an ongoing joke with me and the missus. It's like, "Oh, we'll get to like birthday, and then and then it'll get to Christmas." So I was like, "Now I'll just go, I'll get to the end of my career,
2: yeah."
1: And like, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, and it, that's the, the ongoing joke is, like, yeah. my kids go to me when when we eat meat again, and like, end of my career, that would do, yeah, like, yeah, I'll, yeah.
2: I'll know. and that's that's perfect, that's how it should be, yeah,
1: and like obviously like you're saying I, I loved watching you at Cholton at the time, and I think that that era again, I. I it was just, uh, football was tough as nails, but there was also that those moments of brilliance. And I think, like I say, in your half-volley, was like one of them that I remember looking back at it going, God, I'd love to be able to do that. And I'd go away and I'd work at it. Yeah, and yeah, okay, yeah that, like, Obviously, it's a skill that now, I still do it in training now. and I'm still yeah, working yeah. on a half-volley because yeah. I st- no one does it. And it's, it's like a throwback. But I yeah. think all goalkeepers should have every, every tool. And even at 37, I'm going... I still need that tool just in case.
2: Yeah, so at, um, at Lillyshaw when I was 14, take a bag of balls into one of the halls and there's the basketball but that come down yeah. and you'd just be hit the backboard yeah. with a half ollie and you'd have a bag of 10 balls yeah. and then all of a sudden when you do that, then you'd go off a side and you'd just try and shape it round and like slice it or hook it or whatever just to have that control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just to have that control uh, and and you just hone that skill. Yeah. But, like I say, the odd time it doesn't it doesn't work, but um, yeah. in the in the main, it's still it's still hanging around.
1: Yeah, see, like you're saying about honing the skill, like I've always done it with my left foot. Uh, even like uh, I'll warm up the goalkeeper on a match day, and I'll warm up if if they've got left-footed cro- cross takers, I'll put left-footed crosses in. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm right-footed goalkeeper, but. In training that week, if I know that they've got a striker, I'll be shooting them left foot from just right. so that they get that repetition. Of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, It's replicating what they're going yeah. to expect on a it's what's coming their way. And but that's me working on my own ability to help somebody else. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's like a double edged. It's, yeah. it's, it's a skill for both of us. Yeah, it's class. And yeah. I, I've never gone away from that. I've always looked at the opposition of right, who have they got? Who have they got on the wing that side? I'll, I'll do crosses left footed in swing on that side, yeah. and or they'll cut back in, and that's the shot that they'll face. And I always think that. Yeah. Like, you'll definitely be doing this as a goalie coach. Absolutely, if you, yeah. get, if you Obviously, you naturally would have goalkeepers that are left-footed or right-footed. You'll be putting them to one
2: side and going, yeah.
1: you're doing this effort, you're doing this shot, yeah, this yeah. cross.
2: No, absolutely. And the, that little detail is it. Yeah. Because if it's just a generic environment doing generic things, it just dilutes, yeah. really. You're, you're going to get the same outcome. Yeah, and I think I like the, I think I like the, the way of looking. So, for example... You know, Ray Lewington's thing about, you know, your Man City's and your Liverpool's and your Arsenal's, they get into those areas and the ball comes through that near post Yep. and it comes through and then they get tappings at the back post because they threaten the yeah. area. And then he seen me one time doing similar drills, mannequin six yards away, there's that gate between the near post and there, me dressing up deliveries, putting them through, asking them questions. And wanting them to come and get involved. Yep. Because I think if you're passive on that near post and you just square off getting ready to turn all right? of a sudden it's a three or four yard thing away from you, you think, I oh, wish I'd have gone for that now. Yep. So just drill in and he would then pick me and I'd go, Oh, he said, That's brilliant That He said, Because that's exactly the position. And I remember playing with Man City and then they're thrusting it through and like, you know, whoever the goalie, you know, Wayne or whoever it be, making those saves and raise this big Positive, massive, loud, booming voice, and turn around to the bench. and go, Dino. You went, That's it. That's the one for yeah. Monday. And like, you're like, Nobody knows what you're on about. Yep. Apart from yeah, like, yeah. the people that need to know. Yep. But they're the feelings yep. that you go, Yeah, there's no camera. There's no nothing. That's why I'm doing it. That's what I hope is the outcome comes from it is that you expose your goalie to and he makes that save and it looks really comfortable. And all the Man City players go, Oh, at. yeah and then you've got a coach an outfield co- like with wealth of experience going that's it you yeah. know? that's the one i'm looking at so it's brilliant
1: yeah no exactly uh, that's the skill of a goalkeeper coach is you, you're put into sessions throughout the week muscle memory so that when yeah, it yeah. comes to a saturday they don't sometimes the, the goalkeeper myself included will not know that why we've done that drill that week but Correct. then come on a saturday and there'll be like a, a, a cross to the back post and you've been working on them all weeks like subtly. Yeah. And you'll never know why, but then you'll come and get But you feel comfortable getting
2: there. And yeah, yeah, and
1: then it exactly. eliminates so many opportunities during the game. And after the game, you're like, oh, I did quite well on the back post today. And like your goal coach will be like, all week we've yeah. had that in our session. But that's,
2: but that's the best way. Because yeah. I think that commanding coach of, okay, everyone come in, listen to me, I'm going to talk and, and tell you everything I know. And yeah. That is not probably the way now. Yeah. So it's just that one. And there's not, like you say, there's no better feeling of, doing something, dressing it up, putting it in a way where it just, they absorb it without you going, oh, by the way, we're doing A, B and C because we need this, this, this. It's just, they do it, they feel it, they're comfortable doing it, they naturally do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Right, I want to finish off with the rest of your career before we do our quiz, right? So obviously from Charlton, absolute club legend, really. Uh, And like the way that you establish yourself at that club to then move clubs it must have been a, a hard time to, to to go
2: to Portsmouth yeah it's massive uh, it was massive more for my family yeah. remember my missus was like distraught you know the kids are the kids are there we're all settled we've got a great you know sort of life in and around the area and i'm like i don't want to stay here if i'm not playing so go to Portsmouth they're in a right pickle. you know real tough spot um they signed myself Pedro Mendez who was insane in that season. Sean Davis, Noah Paramo, a couple of players. They had a collection. They had like 40 players on I was it was it was a big collection. Yeah. It didn't feel it didn't feel like the Charlton situation. It just felt like a loads of things thrown in. But do you know what? When I look back, played 17 games the back at the back half of that season from January onwards, stayed up, people sort about great escape, this, that and the other, and it sort of was and then you just get picked up, discarded, and this, that, and the other, and like, for example, like Joe Jordan, the coach there, when we're winning and on this great escape and this great run, and I'm flying around, making saves, making a contribution, you know, Dino, Dino, oh, brilliant, Dino, 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 the next season, David James comes in, and I'm keeper, he's calling me keeper. It's not my name, it's my position. It's not my name, Yeah. right? And he just discarded, throw away, hey, keeper, get that. I was like, oh my Joe, God. Joe, four months ago, like, you were all over me. Yeah. Like, just be constant. Yeah. I I'm not bothered whether you like, like me, dislike me or whatever, but obviously when I was doing something well for you, I'm Dino. Yep. Now you don't need me, I'm Keeper. Dr- like, appalling. Yeah. It's a dreadful situation. And it, probably from then, obviously, JMO gets in the team, no problem at all. Pick who you want, couldn't care less. And then that was me, I'm... Um, I went, on Luton, I went to Luton on loan knowing that I was going to West Brom because they said to me would have yep. come in January yep. and I said yeah and to get up to speed I went to Luton played sort of two or three months there yeah. enjoyed it got back up to speed January went to West Brom and I was at West Brom for eight years yeah. I was at West Brom for longer than Charlton yeah. people, um, yeah. people probably I put, me, yeah, yeah. put me in synonymously with Charlton yeah. but I was at West Brom for eight years as a player player coach and a coach Yeah. so my missus reminds me all the time painful time it was a painful time but the little twists and turns and the route you take took me to sat here today and comfortable with the route
1: At West Brom then I just want to talk about that the you, you end up making your 700th appearance for them I think it was that season you also kept 18 clean sheets and you got the golden glove
2: where people think that you're winding down towards the back end of your career. You didn't seem to. Yeah, so when I had this finger injury, um, I had like a fracture dislocation came up had it all in traction. And there's a few people going, and I think must have been in Curb's ear, going, listen, he's, he, that's him, done. Yeah. I like, oh, brill- he's been brilliant, but done. So I'd rather prove people right, but the odd time you think, oh, listen, I'm going to prove people wrong or try to, and this, and the other, so... Stayed in, stuck it. Portsmouth thing came, little flash. There's a nice positive. Stay up there. West Brom comes your way. Need to get in Premier League. This and the I do play them games. Keep that. Make that contribution. Fantastic. Uh, Scott Carson comes in. So obviously I get replaced. Yeah. Tony Tony Mowbray is like this in 37, 38. You know, you're not the long-term view. Totally get it. No problem. So That was the first taste of your, your status is changing yeah. and shifting. And then as it transpired along the way, uh, Joe Corrigan was retiring, I think he was 65 at the time, great, yeah. great guy. And he threw my name and he said, look, my replacement, he said, you should give him a, give him a shot. And Tony Moby was like, do you want to coach? And I was like, I hadn't thought about it, not really. And I was like, what do I know about coaching? He yeah. went, you don't realise it, but as an old pro, and you're probably, you're probably right in it now, yep. is he's saying you don't know, you're coaching, but you're coaching every day. Yep. So you're coaching with your words and your actions and and, and your sort of status in the in the group. Yep. And also then you're picking someone. Who's, oh, listen, here when this happens, da, da, da. he went. You're coaching. You just don't know. Yeah, yeah. That so I went sense, home. Yeah, I, yeah so. I went home and had a, th- a think about it, and it kept me, it kept me in, because I think if you come out, yep. You know, these people. Oh, I'm going to have a year out, and I'm thinking that sounds amazing. Yep. But I bet after three months, you're thinking. My year might be a bit long. Yeah, yeah. Looking for a way in. because and it's hard to get back in. I, I signed pro in 1987. Yep. And when I left West Brom in 2015, I had six weeks out yep. before I went in at Norwich. That's the first time I've been out of the game since 1985, 87 as a professional. Yep. So in 2015, I had a six-week sabbatical, enforced. Yep. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Thanks, thanks for everything, yeah. but we don't need you yeah. no more. You just want to get back in, so I don't want a year out. Yeah, what do I want to do. Yeah. Like, what else do I know? I do, do that when you fully retire. Yeah. I just want to go and do the thing like that I think I'm relatively good at.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's what it's what you know, what you love. It's like like I was saying Biff at the start, like you clearly got a massive passion for goalkeeping, like and you love what you do. So it's so good to see like someone that's had the career that you've had, but still want to give back to the game. And I think that like that shouldn't be taken for granted either. Is how much you've done in the game all, but you're, you want to educate the next lot and you want to pass on that knowledge and like your wealth of experience and what you brought to football.
2: Yeah, I'll, listen, I want them to, I just want them to kick on and get on and all the things, the trials, tribulations come in their way. I want to be able to help and, and, and give them a little nudge and point them in the right direction and just giving them an environment to, to go and do their thing. So yeah. yeah, that's that's good. Part and parcel. Yeah.
1: Right, uh, let's, time, let's do our quiz then, right? So, uh, i briefed you a little bit about it before. It's goalie or no goalie is the answer, right? So it's uh, one point for each answer, uh, correct answer. It's five international current goalkeepers. So they're either in the last squad. So there'll be one, two or three of the goalkeepers.
2: So whatever you think (coughs) of my, from the start of this to now, I think think I'm going to let myself down badly here. But we'll see how we go. So there's five.
1: five, And then five made up names or like uh, celebrity names or like... Some of them might be, you might know, you might not know. It's just, well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to find out. out yeah. So I'm terrible at keeping the score. So it's, this makes my life so much easier. Got <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so uh, you can head over to YouTube and check out our leaderboard. But oh, let's crack on, yeah. There's right, a leaderboard. So, there is a leaderboard, yeah. So four's the worst. Uh, Emily Ramsey's got 10. Selsey got seven and cried about it, mate. I have heard. Uh, he felt he was he uh, felt he, so all of them are people that should sound like goalkeepers names and uh, but all of them have been in their last international squads and like some of them have been the first choice in Celsius one Oh
2: right and he was fuming. minutes ah, so he put a different spin on it. yeah so, and it
1: yeah that's the spin that he wanted to put on it yeah he was gutted it, it made me laugh immensely, yeah, immensely. Yeah, it, should and it, it, it served should a do. great purpose yeah it should do right so number one Giovanni Pernice
2: that's a goalkeeper.
1: That is not a goalkeeper. He's a professional dancer on Strictly.
2: Oh, yeah. I remember him, yeah. So, again, like your yeah. your
1: memory will go, I've heard that name. Yeah. So, this is the whole point of the quiz. Yeah, like,
2: and yeah, great start yeah. for you. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so, right, we'll go number two, Arson Beglarian. That's a goalkeeper. He is a goalkeeper. He is the Armenia goalkeeper. Do you recognise the name or? We
2: played Armenia. Yeah.
1: I think, so when I do my research about you and about like the teams that you've coached against, I think he was one of them. I was like, right, I'll find out if he remembers
2: it. And thankfully I did. Yes, More you did. Or did, did I guess? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we'll never
1: know. Right, number three, Chris Van Allsberg. That's not a goalkeeper. He's not a goalkeeper. No, that's correct. He is the writer and illustrator of children's book, The Polar Express. So, again, I've never a, made up random names. Yeah, I mean, you're I'm you're aware, never aware of his that. work.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but, um, okay. Number four, Nawaf al Aquidi. If I get this wrong, I can, yeah, you can blame you with pronunciation, yeah. but I won't. Um, I'm going to say that's a goalkeeper. He
1: is a goalkeeper. He is the Saudi goalkeeper, and he actually plays for Al-Nasir with uh, Cristiano.
2: Good, good start he so far. Shouted, he get, he'll, he'll get shouted at by Cristiano Ronaldo. 100%, yeah.
1: one hundred. <laughs> imagine after every game, every goal that goes in. You can I would imagine. imagine the
2: arms from Ronaldo flag. up on the halfway line going, like, yeah, what? Yeah.
1: So. Well, he has played with quite a high calibre of goalie, so I, I think he <laughs> yeah, can hold most people to true. the sword. Right. Number five, Chris Rudder. Chris Rudder.
2: Oh, now, see,
1: he's yeah, a goalie. Go. He's not a goalkeeper. Oh. He is the founder of Spikeball
2: oh wow yeah. well done you that yeah. is brilliant
1: yeah he is the founder of Spikeball All right before we carry on with this quiz can we talk about Spikeball
2: yeah 100% you love
1: Spikeball I absolutely and you,
2: love it you've had that viral sensation at Norwich of like yeah. you and the lads playing Spikeball yeah so my son filmed that with his drone okay. and he, that's what he does And this that, and can you and just that. explain to the audience what Spikeball is so Spikeball is that little trumpet net yeah. the actual game is with a small, real light ball, yeah. like small like a Tennessee ball type thing. And one of the lads at West Brom, a coach, Jimmy Shan, said, I've seen this thing, it would be amazing for goalies. brought it in. We played it as a staff, like a couple of coaches, me, Matt Naylor, who's at Villa now, yeah. uh, who's the academy coach, played it. And it didn't translate because the ball was too light okay. and the net was really flimsy. Yeah. And it was like, but with a trumpet and a smaller football yep. this could be a thing yeah. and it's incredible yeah. because and we played it yesterday the lads the first thing they'll say they go like oh, playing Swap we'll say yeah we'll go out 15 minutes yeah. early yeah no problem who's partner this thing, who, you want, who you gonna pick this And oh we'll have a rematch this it's incredible yeah. the reaction it gets yep. but it's like you said about not knowing when you're doing something these lads fly around we'll go full stretch go fetch balls and keep things alive and you think don't know yeah. they're doing goalkeeping yeah the dynamic a bit the quickness of, of feet the, the hand position so when I see a goalie right on top of it with a reaction you think yeah, yeah that's what we're doing and then when I see him go and fetch a big spike where they go over their shoulder how they turn and drive and yeah. thrust away go and fight, fetch the ball and then job's not done gotta go and support his mate and do our thing that's brilliant and the best thing is I always play Yeah. and again I wanna be involved. Yeah. I'm yeah. not reffing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing it. Yeah, you're playing, yeah. It's it's a great game. Yeah. It's a great
1: game. Proper game for goalies. So I love can it. I
2: just tell you, I, know, I don't know if we've got the time yeah, to of course you have. So with my Apple Watch, playing it now, yeah. I made a dive and it was oh. it even self praise no praise. <laughs> what warning did you get? I made a dive and my Apple Watch said to me, It appears like you've had a fall. <laughs> <laughs> and I was literally—I hated my watch. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I'm a goalie. I'm. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. But it said I'd had a
1: fall. Even your Apple Watch is yeah. stereotyping yeah, you at yeah. your age. Yeah. yeah. Nice that. It's typical. Right. I'm buzzing. I got that one in. Yeah, though, yeah. Well done. Excellent. Right. Number six, Franco Israel. He's not a goalie. He is a goalie. He is a right and Sporting Lisbon goalkeeper. You know what?
2: Since since you just threw the spike ball in I've just gone to pop yeah yeah just got so excited talking about spike ball I don't mind that
1: though yeah right number seven Henrik Ravas he's a goalie he is a goalie he is a Slovakia goalkeeper he's actually the number two to big Oblak
2: okay
1: yeah he was at Derby I didn't even know that myself in my own research
2: he was young at Derby
1: yeah he must have been Right. were you on four yes so I'm not the
2: worst you're not the worst how many have we got left
1: you've still got three to go easy catch Chelsea
2: score. I don't right. know if I want to, you know. <laughs> Number eight, Gordon Sumner. Gordon Sumner is the lead singer of New Order or The Police. Better known as? Sting. Sting. Yeah. Sting, correct. Do you know why I said New Order? Because that's Bernard Sumner.
1: Oh, right, okay. Uh, he showed a tie-in. got it right anyway. Yeah. Good knowledge, that. Very good knowledge.
2: Early eighties, isn't it? Exactly. I thought I'd chuck. I'm stuck in in that time. I thought I'd chuck one
1: in for you. There, nice. (laughs) Right, number nine, Fernando Duarte.
2: Oh, this is a bit like the Strictly dancer because I've heard the name, but in what line or field? I like the way you're giving zero. Nothing. Yeah, I've got a great poker face brilliant from you I am going to say he is a goalkeeper he is
1: not a goalkeeper yeah, where do I know him from you actually I don't know if you do but his name is Fernando Nando's Ah, oh,
2: well played
1: <laughs> he is the co-creator of restaurant better known as Nando's yeah Fernando yeah
2: yeah <laughs> see now when you've really yeah, emphasised yeah, the f- Nando f- bit. Fernando Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you have done that oh god okay right. that's fine
1: last one number 10 Dorian Ralian.
2: Ah, oh, see, now if I was clever, I could have counted you up. You could have
1: counted, but that's the whole point. Why I didn't I you, count? Yeah, exactly. You Why could didn't try. I
2: count? He's a goalkeeper. He is a
1: goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, you know five out of ten, just... Dino, that's not bad. <laughs> ah, steady away. Because you're right in the middle, you could have just went goalie for everyone. Yeah,
2: Yeah.
1: You could... I'm not that type Defe- of guy. No, defeats the point of the quiz. I'm not that
2: type of guy. I can't do that. Five
1: out of ten, that's not too bad. Mate. And I listen, not I really shattered. enjoyed
2: that, and puts me, what is it, middle of the road.
1: Was it six out of ten? Six out of ten, correction. That's better, that. Oh, you I mean, yeah, flying no, I, there.
2: that's, that's, that's made it a great day.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, so now let's, uh, play for the Republic of Ireland. Uh, obviously you, re- you represented England schoolboys and that, but yeah. as you said, the, the,
2: your family and your dad being Irish. Yeah. Um, so played England schoolboys, uh, went to Lillyshaw, obviously, uh, one of the games was at Stoke, we played Republic of Ireland. I remember my dad going to Morris Setters, who was the Island uh, manager. He's like, oh, Kylie, does, you know, is it not? But I suppose back then there wasn't that, you know, you're not casting your net out. Obviously the Irish then went on to you know, under Jack Charlton or whatever, is yeah. recruit and, you know, sort of second generation and whatever. Um, playing away, I didn't get the shout until the late 20s. Yeah. Really, I was at Berry and whatever. Um, it was incredible. Yeah. Huge honour, massive honour for my family and, and people, you know, associated with me in that respect. Um, and enjoyed it. 11 caps. I don't know if this is going to be contra- two retirements as well. Yeah, listen, I don't know if got controversial. I'll say it: is that it's a huge honour. It's incredible. I buzzed off the whole thing, but then it became like I'm still playing. I'm playing in the Premier League. Mick McCarthy, great fella. I really enjoyed playing under him. Could eleven caps been twenty? Yeah, easily. You know, Shea was chasing his and yep. going over hundred and. Again, Shay, amazing goalie, amazing lad, really, really enjoyed being around, learnt lots from him. Um, But then sometimes, probably got to be a bit selfish and go, I think it was, went to Georgia away, Albania away, and obviously, you're flying around, oh, need some crossing, doing some shooting, oh, the lads want some shooting. It's me flying around, this, that, and the other. Go back to, um, get back to Charlton on a Thursday, train, Shattered. there plan of uh, train on Friday, play Leeds on a Saturday, get absolutely spanked at the Valley six-one, yeah. and I'm like, this ain't conducive to me Being sustaining the best you can be, and, and, and and leaving the thing. Now, I'm sure people are going to listen to this and go, oh my God, I'd give my right arm this, that, new that, but it's my also my profession. Yeah, you know, so it it wasn't. A, I didn't win a competition to do that. I earned it. I lived it i went through and and was it was amazing um but it produced 11 caps for me which i'm hugely proud of but there was just a period where it just felt like i need to focus on this this club career because i want this to go on as long as possible
1: but I, i i i listening to what you said about when you shaved your head and you took your tooth out and like you wanted to be the best that you could be at the the highest level that you could be and if you felt like something else was having a detriment and obviously there's travelling and doing more shooting drills than you'd ever done, like, why would you then create more bad opportunities for yourself? You, you want to be the best you can be yeah. for the club and for, for at the level that you want to play at.
2: Yeah, and I think probably, I don't know, what's the tipping point? 11 caps was okay for yeah. me to be Shay's uh, backup number two, whatever it be, and be around it, get the odd game, play in this and the other, and when I played... Huge, yeah, massive, massive, massive thing. Went to a World Cup in 2002 as a, as a squad player, like I say, back up behind Shea. And again, my wife, my eldest boy, my dad went out. So for all those people associated, yeah, amazing. amazing memories and this, that, yeah. and the other. And also for me, I, I enjoyed it. But again, it's simple. When I look back, I don't celebrate much. We went up as champions, West Brom. You can see the back of my head. <laughs> Norwich is, I'm there at Norwich as a coach we get promoted through the uh, the playoff final you can see my forehead I'm not the one spraying champagne going hey look at me at the front I don't celebrate very well yeah. so people might perceive that as oh what a huge honour I can't believe this can't be oh why did he retire Whatever. I don't know I yeah. don't know yeah. it's weird yeah, it's yeah. weird but amazing time really positive that, that just
1: says to me that you'd never get too high never too low though
2: yeah I suppose I mean I'm sure you'll agree is that your temperament is is massive in goalkeeping and probably when I look back, can you celebrate a bit more? Can you enjoy it? Can you be a bit more? I don't know. Probably yeah. can, yeah. but I chose not. To. I had a choice. I chose not to. Yeah, so yeah. That's just the natural, the natural way of it. So. Happy with that, and now
1: getting uh, now you're the actual Republic of Ireland goalie coach as well. No, it's yeah. nice that you've been able to to come back to it.
2: Well, it's good. And listen, the one thing I do know is how to be a squad goalkeeper yeah. in that. So the frustrations of others in and around, I say, listen, see this fella here. Yeah, yeah. This is eight or ten years of of that. Yeah. You know, but again, broad big picture, your status is elevated by being an international goalkeeper. Stay in and around, this that, and the other, all them sort of things. And for me to coach, I mean, my first trip was Dan Randolph was injured. I think Queen Kelleher was injured. And Matt Travers, Gavin Bazunu, that was his first um his first camp. And Kieran O'Hara, I think it was at Burton at the time, was in, three of them. This is my first camp. Right, let's go. A lot of noise from other people around and not involved was. You know, Dan Randolph's bit experienced goalie car without him and this one and that one and that one. And I'm literally like, I'm fresh in. This is great for me. I'm, love it. I'm yeah. loving it. I'm loving it. It's again, great progression for me. Yeah. Coaching yeah. it on an international level. And then see these young lads come in and fly around and, and give off their best and this thing, It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely brilliant. And for me now, I look and I go, Gavin Bazunu, K uh, Matt Travers, Max O'Leary. Whether I'm here for a day, a year, 10 years, whatever it be, that position for the next sorted, 10, 12, 10 whatever years yeah. year is, is set because these boys are top, top elite goalkeepers. Yeah. And and for me to have that opportunity to be in and around and coach them has been been brilliant for me.
1: Is it a different type of coaching for you to, oh, from yeah. day to day
2: than obviously when you go away with, with Ireland? Totally, because... Um, Try linking with our goalkeeper coaches. Yep. Don't send emails and reports and and all that sort of thing. I just want to say to well, I just want to talk to you about your goalie. I'll give you some feedback. If you want to give me some little steers, and this, you know, brilliant, and we go on. The rhythm is different because, yep. for example, the day before and, an international game, you train at the stadium. The UEFA geezer presses <laughs> his stopwatch, and you have one hour. Yeah, so you can't be hanging around. Oh, I'm just going to do some crossing it is tight it's yeah. regimented you've got to be right on it we don't have a lot of time goalkeeping wise yep so you got to cram you got to cram it in you yeah, got to, yeah. you make your apologies listen lads we ain't got half an hour we've got 15 minutes we've oh. got a
1: microwave warm up today yeah.
2: exactly exactly so yeah different rhythm you've got a different feel um but again just those relationships also what i need to do i need to pro- provide a positive <clears throat> environment for the goal is to give of their best and perform of their best
1: yeah also you've got a structure your training differently to different goalkeepers needs yeah 100% so your day to day at Crystal Palace at the moment working with like Dino and Sam and Remy and like you're doing training drills that you know are specific for them but when you throw in three different total
2: goalkeepers in that mix and you've got to go well he needs this this is what makes him better on a Saturday and the knack and again you'll be in the same position is the knack is feeling exploring asking and when it works and they respond well that one that stays in yeah. needs to be in if something feels a bit it's not right it didn't feel right discard yeah. don't don't be precious it's not not about me i've no coaching ego about anything yeah. not about me let's fit and, and get it into them or you know the odd lot, a bit of bursitis or a bit of this that, yeah. and so no diving left no this that neither let's restrict that you know let's only expose it when it needs to be all those sort of things you're just computing yeah. and it's just computing quickly and it's just. Feeling and getting it, and then all of a sudden, you're delivering something that they're all comfortable with, but you've got to do that quickly. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be quick because what you camp September, yep. October, November, March, you know. So, yeah, yeah. you're in, it's amplified, microwaved in, and, and off you go.
1: So, yeah, uh, so then go back into club football then. Is it a lot? Obviously, it's a, it'll be easier, but to structure your week, you'll know your opposition weeks in advance and yeah. months in advance. How far ahead are you looking to structure your week and look at the opposition? Yeah, and I start suppo- bringing that sort of stuff. Yeah, in I suppose play?
2: you get a feeling for the over the month, but certainly the what I like, what I like to do is that week prep, what it looks like and what it is trying to realistically trying to look like yeah. against the opposition. And then you play the game, good, batter and different. You review, review, assess, think what it is. But again, I like to discard quickly yeah. and go from. I mean, you know, sort of we play Everton this week, so emphasis on crossing this that and the other. In that respect, and then when you play Man City, you know, there's no deep crosses, there's no this that and the other. The line of the defenders, they're right on top, and this that and the other. So you're striking through mannequins, you're getting reaction things, saves, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, and you know it's all it's all straightforward stuff no one's reinvented it I certainly haven't yeah. I, but what I want to deliver to them is that they know that the stuff they're doing is relevant yeah is, is relevant
1: that, that's the biggest thing for a goalkeeper like I said earlier about the muscle memory but if I know that I've been working towards this and there's an outcome at the end of it which is the match yeah, yeah. and it's going to help me every goalkeeper just wants that little bit of help anyway so
2: the best feeling in the world I remember Playing and like goalie coach uh, Mickey Cole, who was a physio at Charlton and had a love of goalkeeping as well, worked really close with him. This, that, and the other. And then Jimmy Floyd asked about at Chelsea. Listen, he gets a sight of goal, he doesn't have a big touch, he just goes touch bang, and it's powerful and it's explosive. So let's work on being set in different positions. You might not be in your ideal set, yep. but give yourself the best chance making saves. Yep. And then the Saturday comes, he has a little wriggle, he gets half a sight of goal, go boom bang. Yep. That, and then you make this real smart save close to you, yep. but it's travelling, Yep, and you get it, and listen, you get a round of applause, but actually the feeling in your head is go, oh, did that Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. did that Tuesday. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. High five Coley on the way. Brilliant, mate. Superb. And he's like, oh, unbelievable, because I bet you wanted to be in such a position, but you didn't want to take that extra step because yep. you know the shot's coming. Yep. Go, yeah, exactly. Yep. And again, it's those moments, is that football is this global thing, billions of people involved but the best moments are when me and you that interaction yeah me and you know something and not a secret but we've been doing it and there's no cameras around and, yep. and I'm, you know i'm not shouting from the rooftop saying oh we do this we do that because i have no i don't self-praise is no yeah. praise for me i just want to crack on and do the stuff yeah so when it comes in and works it's brilliant yeah, but that's that, that's the humbleness of being the goalkeeper and
1: knowing the situation is that you're in it together. We have that little mentality where yeah. it's like you're just helping your mate out constantly and vice versa. Absolutely. Um, what about the the gym work for goalkeepers? We talked off air a little yeah, bit about yeah, yeah. it and how, it, how you adapt it throughout your career and that. But as a coach now,
2: how hands-on are you with your, so, what your goalies need? I was probably more... Uh, West Brom, when I was first in the coaching, we would be the little reaction balls. We would be on the... the proprioception and this that, and you then I'd be developing games where you're slamming these balls in and you're making reactions we've got a swiss ball we're playing cricket off yeah. that you throw it in three goalies around making saves and we're doing all sorts now the snc and the way that department has grown is they do their bit I like to be have an involvement and I like to tie in and certainly when people are coming back from injuries and this and that, that I like to be taking them out in the grass, get their hands and eyes in without, you know, they'll be restricted. But certainly like Wayne Hennessy, for example, did a rec fem and um, Ollie, the physio, one of them at Crystal Palace was like, listen, we're doing all this and it's great and it looks good in the gym and this, and the other, but I don't want it to be to the detriment of when he comes back out. So we linked in well and that had a nice feeling about it because in the gym, that's your domain, that's where you do your thing but I can certainly link and, and, and marry up and, and yep. put into place that sort of thing. And I enjoy it, enjoy it, because again, the correlation always comes back to goalkeeping. Yep. When I played, they'd do, oh, this test, that test, jump test, this, that, and the other, oh sixty one 61 or 59, this, that, and the other. I was like, listen, see, when the ball's there, I'm going to get it. Yep. And I was, see, I probably had a bit, a bit to say for myself, I was quite sarcastic sometimes, <laughs> and I'd be like, well, hold on. Oh, you've got you're depleted here and you might have to do this. And I, well Saturday I got you know, I got there. Yeah and I made that save yeah. and it's that new there. So I don't know, might have come across as a bit clever at times, but there's a part for it, the science. yeah But it's goalkeeping. Yeah. It's, that, goalkeeping. it's, it's goalkeeping. got to always go
1: back to just keeping the ball out of the net and, and the best way to do that. And if it makes you more functional at doing that, that's that's for the that will make you better. Yeah. But if it doesn't and it's taken away from that. There's always I always find that with the sports scientists especially, there's, there's give and take a lot, but it always d- does have to come back to, what's the best for that individual? What's the yeah. best for me? like yeah, what, yeah. what can't I do? What can I do? What will make
2: me better? Yeah. And so, that's it. like, visibly, could I have bigger biceps? Could I have bigger... Could I? Yeah. Did it help me be a better goalkeeper? The shape and frame is not... I've not just left it to nature. Yeah. This is, I've put myself in the best shape yep. when I was a player to play at an optimum level. Yep, It's as simple and as that. And to maintain fitness as it's well. It's as simple yeah. as that. Yeah. And like I say, again, I'll always come back to longevity. You've said my numbers. I've said my numbers. Yep. they're They're there because... I was there. I was available most weeks doing throughout it, 24 years.
1: Doing things right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, finally, I want to, as a coach, I want to speak to you about uh, working with multiple goalkeepers and managing those personalities. And obviously, the the expectation levels when you've got two first choice goalies or three first choice goalies is we know that only one of them can play. How yeah. actually behind the scenes do you manage that? Because there grows massive frustration, don't there, within the camp? But you are so supportive of each other. It's a weird.
2: Yeah. Situation. I think. I think it is what I've tried to do over the years. Certainly, um, West Brom was a big learning thing for me in terms of the goal is in. So, obviously, you know, Ben Foster really well. And, obviously, I coached him for a long time. Really enjoyed it. Boaz Myhill was his backup. Solid, real solid guy, this, that, and the other. Working away. What I try not to do is just be focused and honed in on the one. Yep. Because sometimes and I've been in both situations. Yep. Where then the two, three or the young kid or this and is going like, oh, get, get on this geezer, like, yeah. he's, he's all over him. Yeah. Yeah. So that broad, you know, yeah, we're focusing on but we're giving everyone because, you know, you're an injury in a red card away from now it's you. Yep. And the best feeling in the world for me sometimes is, you know, managers or coaches or people in and around clubs are going, like, oh my god, the, the goalie's got injured and what what are we gonna do? what we're going to do that one's going to get some treatment yep. and see that one who's been working his absolute socks off for months and months and months and not had a sniff. Yep, he's ready to go. Yep. you haven't seen him. Yeah, yeah. In a game because you not he not played yeah. and you don't need to look. But he's all right. He'll be okay. Yep. So young Joe Whitworth playing in the Premier League yeah. last year, everyone goes, "Oh my God, what we're going to?" Go hold on a minute. See all these goalies I've got. He's injured. That one's injured. So now we're doing. Now we're picking that one. Yeah. And everyone's got yeah, but. No, he's been doing the same work, same content, this and the other, delivering. You just haven't seen him because he hasn't had the shirt on yep. in the team on a Saturday, yeah. but now he has. Yeah. And that calmness is knowing that they're all right.
1: Yeah. But that you've got your department into a great position that you're you're ready for all those scenarios. And to get Joe in the team was it incredible? And at the time it was eye raising.
2: Yeah. But, listen, a, Joe but... and Joe Whitworth and Owen Goodman played Brighton. Were the two goalies They're... 18 19 yep. year olds you know respectfully no one's probably heard of them outside of people who know proper goalkeeping yeah, yeah. and they go wow what's going on but it's a nice feeling they'll go hold on relax everyone yep. this is their job this is what they're trained to do all yep. the time the fact that you don't see them yep. doesn't mean they're not doing it no of course yeah. so they're ready so i'm not sat there with my heart in my mouth going oh i hope they do okay right, relax yeah it's gonna be fine yeah you know, and 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 it normally trans, transpires that way because they're doing their thing, aren't they? Yeah, and then, when then no one's watching.
1: And then after, see, like those sort of occasions, see, like Joe got in the team, and that it's then about trying to remanage him and the realistic expectation of when's your next game because yeah. it's not always going to be like plain sailing. You get on that ship and you're off, like
2: yeah, yeah, exactly, and. and You know, Joe fits in really well. I went. I was at Colchester last night watching Owen Goodman play League Two, getting some games, and so they're all on this journey, and they're all like you said. That's how you pitch your question. They're all at different levels, different positions, but they're all trying to keep going and keep progressing and going up, 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 up. And I've got to be there to help them on their way. It's it's weird, is that at West Brom, throughout, you know, look, you know, Jack Rose, Alex Palmer. Luke Daniels, Ryan Allsop, probably at times when they've, you know, certainly, let's say, Ryan Olsop, you know, leaving West Brom, local lad, this, that, and the other. I'm sure him and his family were like, God, you know, bad to see, oh, I don't know what he's doing, Dean Kite, or the manager, or the club, yeah. or this, that, and the other. But actually, in a quiet moment, what the academy, and then what being involved in the first team, being around. But are you going to get in ahead of Ben Foster? At the time, no, but do you know what? I think you make a career, yep. crack on, next part of your journey, wherever it takes you. Yep. Now, at that time, it's raw, it's painful, it's like, oh, Dean Carl is this or West Brom's this. Or Get it? But actually now, decade away, good, solid career, good career. lad, yep. good goalkeeper, earned a, earn a career, earned a living. Well done. Yeah, yeah. You know? So way down along the line, on reflection, yep. quietly, yep. I don't want anyone to ever do it outwardly, but hopefully they go you know what fundamentals were there. had a good had a good uh mm. good run at west brom really set me up well or yeah. you know martin Ailey, the academy coach at west brom at the time who's now at villa he's had some good goalies through yeah you know and has everyone gone and played in the first in west brom no have they gone on and been solid professional footballers and, and and very good lads and very good players yeah 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 and that's okay yeah that's good
1: Right, uh, my final one for you, Dino, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, but I always like to finish on this one, is uh, what does the goalkeeper's union mean to you? Um, nice deep one to finish on.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think the goalkeeper union is, the best thing is that when you play in a game, win, lose or draw, is that sometimes with the opposite one, they know what you've been through and they know the feeling, whether it's elation or you, know, you sort of the disappointment. Is that they know, and without going, they don't go right over the top, but it's just a a knowing glance or whatever. It's like, we're all in it. You've said it a few times today we're all in this together. We know what it feels like. We know the hard work. We know everything you've got to put into it. So when it's good, it's good that other goalkeepers know the feeling you're going through. It's like, good. And when it's bad, they're like, hey, little pat on the back. Crack on, you know what I mean, because it turns around and it's gonna be good. Yep, and uh, it normally is. <laughs> normally is. Yep. Yeah.
1: Dino, it's been an absolute pleasure and an honour to have you on, mate. Yeah, honestly, you've you've played a big part in my career as well, without knowing it.
2: Oh, listen, it's been a it's been a pleasure. I'd have just been on my BMX kicking balls around <laughs> or by the garages if I weren't in here today. Yeah, so, nice.
1: <laughs> thank you very much for coming on, Dean. Kylie, thank you very much. Nice one. Cheers. Can I say a, a massive thank you to our sponsors, Mito Red Light Therapy and uh, Forged Irish Stout? Uh, they definitely help the pod grow. Uh, Make sure you go like and subscribe. It's really important. Uh, A lot of you aren't following, so make sure you do follow along, please, guys. This has been the Yours Mind Away podcast with me, Mark Howard.
0: What a save from Mark Howard.